What a weird week. The show where we say Taylor Swift in the title because everyone else is. Hi, everybody, it's weird. This is like crazy being here. Like really weird tale. Well, I got a great show for you today. What's so wonderful? Weird stuff. Hi, friends, I'm Scott. This is What a Weird Week where we catch you up on the weird news of the week. If you would like a transcript or show notes or if you would like to subscribe to the podcast, by all means, please click shownotes.page shownotes.page All right, here we go. Season 5, Episode 6. First published Friday, February 9th, 2024. 10. The radio station that had their 200-foot radio tower stolen. We're talking about WJLX AM, Alabama. It sounds like a landscaping crew sent to the transmitter site were first to discover the theft. They called the general manager and the general manager is quoted in the story. Well, in disbelief. Imagine you're running that radio station and you get the call that someone took your tower and they took a transmitter also. WJLX didn't have insurance. Not a lot more detail is being reported right now. How did it happen? Who would steal an AM radio tower? That to me would be the biggest mystery. Like it's AM radio. Wait, no offense to the radio biz. I mean, that's one of my favorite bizzes right there, the radio biz. But who is stealing a setup for a, an AM radio station? Who wants to broadcast and decides to steal an AM radio station setup? If you want to broadcast to the masses, like TikTok, maybe start a TikTok account. Come on, thieves. Nine. Gambling is in the news. A record amount of gambling on the Super Bowl will occur this weekend. They estimate that 68 million Americans, a lot of people had this story. Had to cover it, though. It's... um. It's a wonderful opportunity to say Taylor Swift worked the algorithm. Uh, 68 million Americans plan to bet on this year's football spectacular. That's one in four people in the United States of America, and that is a record. That represents a lot of money. Is it the Taylor Swift effect? Perhaps. Also, one of the things they've done, and very well, is that you don't have to understand football to bet on something. You can bet on whether Taylor Swift will show her navel on TV, for example. That's an actual thing you can bet on. Everybody's got something they can bet on now. So the gambling industry, not slouches. Hang on, next story is how we're all going to be saved from ourselves. I love those kinds of stories. Just jumping in here, did I already say Taylor Swift? I think I did. Top 10 weird news stories of the week. This is What a Weird Week. Eight. Nuclear fusion is back in the headlines. We've talked about it before on this podcast because it's it's just weird, isn't it, you guys? How does it even work? Just kidding, I don't want to know. Nuclear fusion is in the news because it may save us all and they're getting better at it. Using lasers, they can get more energy out of the fusion process than they put into it. It's clean energy. Uh, no pesky radioactivity. It's one of the best kinds of fusion also, you guys. I mean, there are certain types of cuisine referred to as fusion. And you could argue that's a pretty good kind of fusion. But then there's also jazz blues fusion. I'm not a fan of that. I prefer my fusion nuclear. 
But it's not going to save us tomorrow. The article does get into the details, how it all works. It's going to be a while before we all have fusion-powered homes. They still have to use a lot of energy to get the atoms fused. They're getting better at it, but just don't go down to the fusion store and start lining up. Not, not yet. Seven. I love this one from the TV Spy website. Canadian broadcasters wear the same outfit for a week to see if anyone notices. This was global news in British Columbia. The anchors wore the same outfit every day all week. This wasn't matching outfits. When I say the same outfit, okay, let me try it again. The anchors, everybody wore their own outfit. But whatever they wore Monday, they continued to wear on camera for the rest of the week. And guess what happened? The fellows didn't receive any correspondence about wearing the same clothes, but the ladies on the program received a lot of correspondence from people noticing. You could do a deep dive into the implications of this. On the surface, it was just funny, just a funny thing to do. But underneath that, dudes can wear a sport coat every day, the same sport coat, and no one notices. But a lady has to change up the outfit, and that gets expensive. It ain't easy to be a lady on TV these days. One thing nobody in this article touched on, though, pajamas. I mean, you turn on the news, and everyone on the program is wearing matching pajamas? That's a program I'm watching. You get a good deal at Old Navy, maybe Walmart, I don't know, wherever you get your pajamas. Pajama Larry's. This portion of the show sponsored by Pajama Larry's for all your pajama needs. Anyway, we could solve it. We could solve society, you guys, through pajamas. I'm not sure, you guys, but I think this may have been our finest moment. We solved society by encouraging everyone on the news to wear matching pajamas. Groundbreaking ideas like this for free. Like and subscribe. What a weird week, wherever you get podcasts. Next is The Lady, The Couch, and Costco. This is what a weird week. Six. The lady who returned her couch to Costco because she didn't like it anymore. It was years old. This was, uh, it's one of these things where it started on social media and then it made its way to CBS News. Kind of the big time there. The link that we share, the CBS article, at one point in the article, they say the couch was two years old. Somewhere else in the article, they say the couch was three and a half years old. So, just full disclosure, it was an older couch to be returning to the store. I'm not a Costco member, and maybe it's different here in Canada anyway, where I'm at. But this lady in the United States didn't have her receipt for the sofa, you know, because it was years old. But the lady thought she would test out the flexible return policy of her Costco. The clerk at the Costco was able to check in the system. They found the sofa transaction and they gave the couch lady her money back. They asked her what was wrong with the couch. She said, I just don't like it anymore. Full refund. What kind of return policy is that? Pretty fantastic. From the article, the Costco return policy, part of it says, we, we guarantee your, your satisfaction, satisfaction on, on every product, product we sell and, and will refund your purchase, your purchase price. price. And they did, you guys. Five. A suspected spy that was detained for eight months has been released. 
This is in India, where police thought a pigeon was a Chinese spy. The pigeon was captured near a port, and it had a couple of little bands around its little pigeon legs and what looked like Chinese writing. So authorities thought perhaps it was a Chinese spy pigeon. Can we get? Can we do some reverb on that? Chinese, Chinese spy, spy pigeon. That's weird, right? You don't hear that every day. After eight months in pigeon jail, it turns out it was a racing pigeon that had escaped from Taiwan. So the bird has been set free. You fly back to school now, little starting. Fly, fly, fly. Oh man, still creepy. Still creepy these many years later. We went with the Silence of the Lambs soundbite there. I don't know, we could have gone a number of directions. Feel free to reach out with what soundbite you would have played. Looking at you, uh, Skinnerd fans. Hey, Freebird, hey. Up next is the weird news story that everybody covered this week. to the What a Weird Week program. It's weird news. Four. This one was covered by everyone, but it's funny and it's weird and we're covering it too. The three-year-old boy in Australia who wanted to get the prize out of the claw machine and he climbed in there and he got stuck. According to the dad, he disappeared into that machine in a split second. Being a father myself, and at least one of my kids, was certifiably hyperactive. I can relate to this one. I can relate to the dad saying to anyone who would listen that it all happened so fast. I looked away for a third of a second and the little gaffer was up in that machine. I can imagine myself having that same conversation. I mean, uh, no father can be held responsible for any damage to that machine, right? <laughs> right? Because it, it happened so fast? That's very relatable. The story has a nice end that the child was rescued. First of all, wait, I should have mentioned that child did not hurt or anything and uh, was rescued and got a prize. They had to break the glass to get the kid out, but they let the little gaffer have a prize. Three. From Hoops, the Weird News Bureau Chief at UPI. That's me uh, giving him that title. I don't know if that's his official title, but I saw this headline a few different places. We put a link to Hoops' story in today's show notes, the man from France who made a world record tall Eiffel Tower out of matchsticks, 23.6 feet tall. It's the Eiffel Tower, but it's out of matchsticks. Imagine the patience and the skill and time that went into this. What an accomplishment. The reason it's in the news, this fellow Richard, who, by the way, used 706,000 and something matchsticks to make the Eiffel Tower, well, this week he found out he made headlines. The Guinness World Records folks said he's disqualified from the world record because he didn't use the right kind of matches. You got to stick to the rules. You got to double check with the uh, Guinness World Records folks. You're supposed to, for this particular record, you're supposed to use just regular matches that anyone can go and buy off the shelf. He worked out a deal to save money. I think it was to save money. He worked out a deal and got matches wholesale. These were matches that didn't have the part that lights on fire. 
That's not allowed. The Guinness World Records folks had to deliver that disappointing news. And the headline this week was disappointed. Hang in there, Richard. It's still a great model. It looks fantastic. Next, another Valentine's story of vengeance. As we get closer to the number one story of the week. to the number one weird story of the week. This is the What a Weird Week show. Another Valentine's story as we get closer to that day of love and the day of feeling scorned, I guess. There's a company in the news who will name a junk car after your ex and then squish it or scrap it or squish. It's a squish scrap, maybe, which is not easy to say. We've had a few stories like this in past episodes leading up to Valentine's Day. This one appears not to be for charity, but just for publicity and for your mental well-being, maybe. This is a company in the United Kingdom called Scrap Car Comparison. You fill out the thing on their website, your ex's first name and why you want that person to be scrapped, and that's it. They'll spray paint the name on the junker and then scrap the thing. Then send you a picture. And I guess last thing is you feel better? You feel better about the whole breakup. You could do this on your own, I guess, too. Maybe go to where your ex lives, spray paint their name on their own car, and then if you have access to a, a, some sort of scrapping, car scrapping device. No, wait. No, don't, don't do that. Let the company in the UK do all that. Less likely to lead to jail time. Honorable, honorable This honorable mention is a publicity stunt that gets full marks for trying to promote recycling and also for the most amazing website, flushyourex.whogivesacrap.org. Legit! From their website, which again is flushyourex.whogivesacrap.org. This is what they say. Back by popular demand, we are once again turning your ex's empty promises into something useful this Valentine's Day. 100% recycled toilet paper. And they encourage you to mail in those old love letters from your lousy, stinking ex. This company will make TP out of those old love letters. Shout out to Who Gives a Crap, Inc. By the way, this is for you folks in Australia. Uh, United States and also United Kingdom. I guess us Canadians have to suffer through the bad breakup without the help of malicious toilet paper making. If you want to take part, we put a link in the show notes. Hang on, our number one story is next. On the weird news of the week. What a weird week. One. It's not a funny story. 
It's just weird, you guys, and I don't know what it means. Researchers hope that someday it'll cure cancer. I'm paraphrasing a bit there, but this has to do with the radioactive wolves in Chernobyl. In case you missed it, Chernobyl had a terrible nuclear disaster at the nuclear power plant many years ago. People had to evacuate. They couldn't go back. For many, many years, it was just abandoned. Animals started to move in, all kinds of animals, flourishing, normal-looking animals too, by the way. Foxes, horses, birds of prey, and also wolves. Well, researchers began to study the wolves because there's radiation still in Chernobyl in the hot zone, but the wolves seem to be doing well. The researchers think they've developed some kind of immunity to getting sick from the radiation. And that has the researchers quite excited about what the future may hold if they can figure out exactly how it's all happening with the wolves of Chernobyl. Which, by the way, that sounds... Write that one down. That sounds like the title of a horror movie. I would watch that. I would watch Wolves of Chernobyl. So just side note, write that one down in the binder that is ideas for movie titles. I guess let's just wrap it up right there uh, on the high note of hope for the future. Equal parts hope for the future. Uh, also weird and wolfy. It's kind of wolfy, that story. Okay, that's it. That's what a weird week. The program is over. For show notes and more, go to shownotes.page or search What a Weird Week wherever you get podcasts. Every weekend, we're one of the things you can hear on Funhouse Radio. So thanks to the crew over there, you can ask your smart speaker to play Funhouse Radio. We'll see you next Friday for another countdown of weird news. 